0: Hey, everybody, welcome back to the show. I'm very excited today. As always, we have another amazing entrepreneur. His name is Jay and he's calling in from Canada today and his business is Podstars. Jay, how are you today? I'm fantastic. Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. It's a real pleasure to have you on the show. I'm glad you were able to take some time out of your day and to join us. And I'm really excited to talk about your business today because while we normally talk to entrepreneurs who are in the later stages of their business, we often speak to entrepreneurs who are getting started with their business. And I yours really resonates with me because of the nature of it. So it's called Podstars. Can you tell everybody a little bit about it? Sure. Uh, let's go back to, let's go all the way back, shall we? Uh, let's go back to the first wave of the pandemic. I've
1: been listening to podcasts my whole life. I was a big fan of Joe Rogan. Not so much as politics, but I do love his guests. Wrestling uh, wrestling podcasts, sports podcasts, anything like that. And the first wave hits, everyone's depressed. No one's doing anything. I'm in the garage, maybe indulging in alcoholic beverages a little too much. And my wife comes out and says, you've got to find something to do with your time. You you just can't can't sit here and just drink all day. I was like, you know what? You're right. It's pathetic. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to join the other 240 million people in the world. I'm going to start a podcast. So I did. And my podcast was a comedy-based podcast. Life stories about things I've seen, done, been around, blah, blah, blah. Got a little bit of success very quickly. I was averaging within the first... 10 episodes. I was averaging almost 800 downloads an episode. So I was pretty happy. Got contacted by some companies about some ad reads and stuff like that. And now I'm making some extra money. It was very little money, but it felt like a win, right? Like it's like Mm -hmm. a trophy. I signed on with this company. They said, do you have any, do you do interviews? Do you do guests? I said, no, I've never done that. They said, we'll pay more if you have a high caliber guest on your podcast, someone who can draw numbers for our company. Okay. I'm on social media. I'm scouring the world. Eventually ran into a celebrity who... And I don't even know how it happened, but we were talking back and forth. And he just said, hey, listen, do you, do you have a podcast? I said, I, I do. And he said, I'll do your podcast for, I think it was $75 US. Mm. And I said, oh. So I thought about it. And I was like, okay, I'm making some money. like bounces out. So I was like, you know what? Let's do it. So I signed up. Uh, I, I shot him the money after we made a date to, to, to link up. And the day of the podcast comes and the gentleman doesn't show up. I didn't know what to do. I had to pivot. So you know, I did an episode on some some other stuff I had previously done. Reached out to social media after after my show was done. And I was like, hey, man, what happened? Where are you? I didn't hear from him. He wouldn't answer any of my messages. This went on for three weeks straight until it got to the point where the company had called, reached out to me and said, where is the podcast with the celebrity you promised us? I said, you know what? It's not my fault. This guy, we were in contact with each other and he ghosted me and I, I can't get a hold of him. And the company basically said, yeah, that's not our problem. Find someone else or give us our money back. Now I'm back on social media. I'm asking anybody. I'm I'm scouring the world. And no one's answering my call or my tweets. No one's answering my Instagram posts. I couldn't get anybody decent. And uh, the next thing I know, it just came to me in a vision. I was like, with so many podcasters in the world, why is it this difficult to find somebody of value to bring to your show, to get those downloads, to get people to check you out, to give you the exposure that you're looking for? So that's where it started. And then it got to, let's pivot a bit, because when I started doing a research, I saw there was other companies who had tried something similar to this. And there's a few out there who have businesses just like what I'm doing. So I want it to be different. So what I did was I said, as a Joe Rogan fan, I want to bring people to your podcast who aren't just movie stars or wrestlers or actors. I want real people who don't have the platform to get their message out. If, if, if you're a professor and you've achieved 200 years of school and you've been teaching forever and and why don't joe rogan has one day he'll have a martial artist on a police officer a singer a comedian and that's why his show is so successful it's not because of joe rogan himself although he is very good at his job it's the diversity that he brings to his show and i want to bring that to other people's podcasts including my own and that's what i was looking for so I, i i talked to some friends We pooled our money, and the next thing you know, the ball started to roll. And I started reaching out to people, and I was like, Look, you're a professor, you've been teaching, you've been shaping the minds of our youth. Why don't you have a platform to talk about all the things you've said, done, and achieved? Because these people, they want to be able to say, Wow, you know what? I did go to school for 12 years and I was in debt, $49,000 from student loans. And look at me now, I'm a professor at Yale or Princeton or whatever. and like, that's what I wanted to do. First responders were another big one for me. Um, I have law enforcement in my family. I was also a law enforcement officer for 12 years. People like the local, the regular, I'll use American, NYPD, FDNY, people like this, they don't have the platform to talk about their day-to-day duties. Sure, they get recognition. Everyone respects them but there's more to their job. And it's not all negative and it's not all positive. But at the same time, why not give them a platform or talk about it? So we built what we call the professional community on our website. And that's people like chefs, doctors, lawyers, like I said, first responders, people like that who don't have the platform. And that's what we call the professional community. And you can interview them. And then there are other celebrities. And after running into several celebrities, trying to get them on my own podcast, I realized that Charge uh, celebrities charging for their time was becoming a thing. Yeah. And yes, I know I've got on our Twitter and our stuff like that. We've had some backlash from other podcasters who are saying, I've been in, I've had my show for 12 years and I've got this celebrity and this celebrity. That's great and that's fantastic. And I'm, I'm happy for you. All I'm trying to do is cut down on the time of chasing people down. And I know from doing it myself, it's a process. Yes, you can get anybody you want. If you work hard enough, sure, absolutely. You can probably get John Cena or Samuel Jackson or, or Leonardo DiCaprio if you work hard enough or know somebody who knows somebody. All we're trying to do is what? save yourself some time. It's a professionally done podcast on both sides. That way the celebrity knows they're not going to get sandbagged with questions that might be a little too risque. Maybe they don't want to answer. And also, you know that the celebrity is going to be there at a time. And if not, you don't pay a cent. The celebrity sets their own fees. We don't tell them what to set. We take a very low commission off of the, off of this uh, transaction. And nobody, no money has changed until the podcast is completed. And at that point, you've got your recording. The celebrity's happy to have done your show. And that's basically how Podstars was born.
0: Yeah, I absolutely love the idea. Now tell me and everybody out there, if I come to the community looking for somebody to interview and I find somebody that I want to have on my podcast, what is the process like after that?
1: So you sign up at podstars.net. You can surf the site for free. if If you see anyone from our professional community and that includes other podcasters as well. So anybody who's on the site who builds a profile, you have that opportunity to interview. I know podcasters love to interview each other. And that's amazing. And we want to help facilitate that as well. So you can interview other podcasters or professionals for only $8.99 a month. And that's where you'll find... We even have people who... We have Court TV, very big in the States. We have a couple of people who are professionals who don't charge a fee to be on our site that you can interview as a professional, because everyone knows true crime podcast, number one genre in in all the podcast industry. And that's a rabbit hole. If you start listening to a really good true crime podcast, you can go down a rabbit hole pretty quick. And the next thing you know, you're hooked. It's incredible the things I'm listening to now that I'm in a true crime podcast. So (laughs) we, we, yeah, for $8.99 a month, um, we're offering three interviews a month you get for that credit for $8.99. And uh, we've tried really hard to give everybody something that they'd like. And uh, we have over a hundred professionals And right now, 75 podcasters
0: that you can interview for that. Amazing! I love it. Now, I know as we're recording this right now, you have just launched recently. By the time everybody hears this, you'll be a little bit further into the process. But can you share with us what the launch process has been like for you? So as a guy who's not
1: great with technology, it wasn't easy to do this. When the three of us put our, our heads together, we quickly realized that none of us were web developers or had any sort of, we were totally rookies at this. We had to do some interviewing and we found some developers and the process was a lot longer and a lot more expensive than we had anticipated. So it took a lot longer than we'd liked. And we started rounding up talent. As soon as we put the wheels into motion to get this site off the ground, we started rounding up talent extremely fast. We worked really hard between the three of us. We are putting in eight hour days of just emailing, texting, tweeting, Instagramming, doing anything we could to get in front of anybody that's high profile that we could bring to the site. So we also did several Comic Cons where we rented out booths. And we talked to a lot of the fans who came to the Comic Cons. Problem was with that was a lot of them weren't podcasters. They were there to see the talent. So we didn't as much as it was good for us to do comic cons because we got to talk to the talent behind the scenes yeah. and sell them on the concept of pod stars, the people wandering around the venue weren't podcasters. So we were working really hard to get talent. And we did that. The problem we ran into was with the site taking longer than we anticipated and having these celebrities who we'd already sold on this website, they got very nervous about how much longer and at the same time, we didn't want to start pitching to the podcast community too quickly because we didn't want to have them say, oh, this is a failure and never come back. We wanted the doors to be open or as close to open as possible before we could tell the podcast community, listen, Podstars is here. We know we're not the first, but we're so much different than the other ones that are out in the podcast environment now. The financially, it was, that was the biggest problem. None of us really knew. What we were in for. We had a ballpark idea that fell a little short. It was a lot more than we anticipated. And then, uh, yeah, and then getting off the ground at the date that we were looking at didn't happen. So that was a little difficult, but a lot of people understood that what we were about to do hasn't been done before. So it wasn't as easy as just snapping your fingers and building a website. There was a lot of things to this behind the scenes that took a lot of time and effort and more money, for, honestly.
0: Yeah, as I always say, it takes twice as long as you think it's gonna and twice as much money, so. Yeah, and, and
1: talking to developers, you have guys who are like, I can build that in three weeks. And we were like, I don't think that's a thing. <laughs> and then you talk to other developers and they're like, one year. And I was like, wow, that's a long time. So there was no happy medium. It was, I can get that done quick, fast, or I, it's gonna take a long time, but I'll get it done. Thank God we found somebody that was willing to work with us, keep us informed, and, and answer our questions and help us along the way for a couple of Canadian guys who had no clue on what to do, but just had a concept and were looking to get it live.
0: Gotcha, Jay. I want to ask you now, how many members do you have on your team? And what is your day-to-day involvement in the business like at this point?
1: Right now, there's three of us. We're all best friends. We've known each other for well over 15 years. We went to school together. Neither one of them are podcasters. Two of them didn't even, sorry, two of them, the only two, had never even listened to podcasts before. In fact, one of my friends who's in this used to make fun of me when I used to, oh, another podcast? Let's put on the radio. And I'm like, dude, there's only so much of Drake and The Weekend and stuff like that I can hear. It's driving me crazy. I like to learn a little bit. I like to be, I like to be entertained and I like to, I like the option of just hitting a Joe Rogan or hitting a, a baseball podcast or whatever. So when I brought this idea forward, it took some convincing, but they saw what I was talking about and running into the problems myself, I had firsthand knowledge. So I presented it to them. We all put our, our money together and that's, that's how it started. And as for our day-to-day duties, we all knew our strengths and knew our weaknesses. I am a very organized individual. So I knew that the majority of the hard work was going to be done by me. So that's what I've been doing. I have been dealing with the business insurance. I've been dealing with long distance calls and and meetings and stuff like that. Things that I didn't realize came with the territory, including business insurance, by the way, which we quickly learned you you needed. And Mm -hmm. talking to companies who didn't understand our business was somewhat difficult. And then the ones who did said, basically, this is a first time venue. We don't even know how to quote you. So we're going to quote you super high. And then if everything goes good after such and such a time, we'll bring it down. So that added to our costs. So that was a a hidden gem that we didn't realize was happening. I basically, because this was my brainchild, I am classified as the CEO. Derek is the director of talent relations. So he's the one who's taking the late at night time zone, different Zoom calls, emails and stuff like that, talking to managers and explaining to the talent what we are, who we are, what we can provide. And then there's Jim who is the social media guy because at 44 years old, I wasn't, like I knew how to use Twitter. I knew what Instagram was. I still have no idea how to use TikTok. So he is yeah. the guy who puts our posts together. He works tirelessly to, to build our videos and our, our graphics. And he's the one who's taught us like retweeting needs to be done and liking stuff and tagging people. And what is a hashtag? Because I was like, I, I don't know what that is. I've never used it in my life. So he had to explain all this stuff to me. But we're all equal partners and we all have, we all work together. If one guy has to go for, God forbid something happens for a week, Another guy steps up and it's the next man up mentality, but we have that as three best friends for over 15 years. We know how to work each other and we know what each other's strengths and weaknesses are. And that's a big part of being a team.
0: Yeah, for sure. And having those long lasting relationships can definitely make things a little bit more easy when the going gets tough and you face a lot of challenges.
1: And uh, I said that as well. And then you hear other people saying, but you don't miss, mix business and friendship. And uh, so far, it's going swimmingly. Fingers crossed that it continues
0: like this because the last thing I want is to lose a business and a life partner, right? Yeah, for sure. It, it can definitely be tricky business, but it can be done right as well. Now, I want to ask you, you're not quite as far along as a lot of the businesses that we interview. But as far as any sort of financial obstacle in your business, what has been the biggest one so far?
1: So it ties into what I was saying earlier, but I can bring it to answer your current question, which between the business insurance on the website... It was a bigger chunk than we had possibly imagined. We didn't do any crowdfunding. We didn't borrow any money. We didn't take out any bank loans. This is strictly right from our bank accounts. And our wives were not happy. At least I know mine wasn't when, when she saw some of the numbers coming in. So that's how it... That, financially, it was already a little bit of a, a an obstacle. We didn't have the time to get our business out to the podcast community as much as we wanted to because we didn't want people to come onto our site and not be able to at least book somebody. So yeah. the, the biggest problem for us right now is getting our word out to the podcast community that we are open for business. We do have people like Ken Shamrock and the Moncada brothers from Breaking Bad, the twins who came to kill Walter White, guys like this. We have Frank Fuglisi, who is a, a 25-year FBI officer who did counterintelligence and is now all over MSNBC, has his own podcast. Like We have talent like this on our site, The problem is pitching to the podcast community is easy on social media. No problem. Real businesses, they want to put up billboards. They want to have signs on buses, on park benches, stuff like that. That doesn't really work for this business. The podcast community, as big as it is, is a very niche community. 30 million podcasts in the world. But it's not like you can get them in one general location unless there's actually a podcast show in Texas or Vegas or sometimes Toronto, but not often, that's where we need to be. And that's how we need to get the word out. So we're trying on social media to get the word out as much as possible. But there's not enough hours in the day. That's a big problem. So the, financially, that's the problem we're, we're facing right now is after all of this money going out, and all of this talent being on the site, we need to have some money to start we need to start generating some revenue, basically. And under no means are we in this to be billionaires, if we could knock it off like a cameo or something like that and be billionaires, would we take it? Uh, yeah, probably. What we want to do is we want to start to to be out of the red a little bit and have the wives be a little happier than they are at this point and just see some success and know that our hard work is going to pay off, basically. To answer your question, that would be the biggest financial obstacle at this point.
0: Gotcha. And I know that's something that so many entrepreneurs face at this point in their business because it's not like when you were a kid and you did a lemonade stand and you made lemonade and then you're getting paid an hour later. When you start a business like this, especially when it's app-based or a product like that, it's a long time the putting money in before you actually start to see dollars in return. Yeah. And another problem
1: is taxes. And that's a big one. You have to find ways to... So all three of the, the members of Podstars have daytime jobs. And now you're starting another business, which none of us can walk away from our daytime jobs. I know you'd see on Shark Tank where they're like, if you're not 24 hours invested, then you're not really invested. But that's easy for them to say. But for me to walk away from my daytime job, I can't tell the mortgage company that, yeah, Podstars may or may not work, but you'll get your money in seven to 10 years. That's not a thing. So we all have daytime jobs. And when you start a side business, you have to worry about going into another tax bracket and it could hurt you at tax time. And and these are all things that it it all comes with the territory and and it's going to be a good problem to have if it works out. But right now it's like, there's just so many things that there's so many moving parts to a business like this. And as three guys who weren't, basically we didn't encounter this many things. We just thought it was a little easier than this. We were hoping to fall into a successful business right off the bat. And we knew that was a a pipe dream, but here we are, so.
0: Yep. I think that you never know how much work it actually is until you get into it. And then there's a million things you never thought of that until they come up and you actually have to experience them that just never come to mind when it comes to running a business. So Jay, I want to ask you, can you tell me your biggest initiative for this year? If you could get one thing done inside your business before the end of December, what are you looking at? Good question. Let's see. I really want to
1: make I want to make my professionals happy. I'm not in this to be a billionaire. I I generally want to, I love podcasts and I always have. So I want to give back. And I've been on social media and I've seen people say, I can't get guests. The guests have bailed out on me, stuff like that. I want to make the people who are on on our site, who I've talked to and they've been like, yeah, like I've done this and this and I wish I could tell people about it. I want to make those people happy because if I can make even a few people, their podcasts better. If I can make a few professionals happy that they've been able to talk about their achievements, their accomplishments, their future endeavors, what have you, that would make me very happy. Would I like to also make money while doing it? Absolutely. I would love to make a few dollars doing this. But what I found is I have run into some unbelievable people since I've started talking to talent. And LinkedIn is a fantastic site with some incredible people on it, uh, where I've had Zoom calls with people and we haven't even talked about business for the last hour of our conversation. And the next thing I know, we've had a three-hour talk. It's just, I've met some incredible people, treasure hunters. And I feel like I was doing a podcast with her while I was talking to her because we just got lost in her business. Let's see what else. Psychics, psychic mediums, something like that. that stuff's always been pretty interesting to me. I've always, the carnival vibe that they have and stuff like that. Like I've always been very interested in that. And I had, I talked to a guy for two hours once and got him on the site. And I was, I would love to have you interviewed by so many people. And that's, he goes, that's what I want. Like I've written books and I've just, I have no platform to talk about or sell my books. And you feel, you start to feel the love that these people have for what they've done or what they're doing presently, but they don't have that voice. And I want to give them that voice. At the end of the day, if, if I can give everybody a great experience through Podstars, then I'm a happy man i'm not hurting for money i have a day job i have a beautiful family and i have a roof over my head you know what at the end of the day if i break even and i can make people happy i'm more than happy to i'm I'm more than happy to proceed with that
0: that's it now i want to talk about that day job a little bit because like you said so many people tell you you have to go all in in the business sell everything you own don't ever work anywhere else again and that can work occasionally for some people. But what usually works for people is building a business while they already have income coming in. And the challenge that they face then is when and how much do I reinvest into the business? Do I invest in assets for my future for down the road? So can you talk about how you work to achieve that balance or what that process looks like for you?
1: So right now, although we we are in quite a bit of the red due to the website and everything else, what we're doing is we're all the money. That that we're thinking that eventually will come in, we're gonna roll right into marketing. Obviously, marketing is the only way to get your business off the ground. So all three of us have agreed we're not gonna take a penny out of the business for the first year at least, and just whatever money we have, put right back in. Having that day job gives you that luxury. I can't, I couldn't see how, unless you had investors behind you and, and things of that nature, how you could walk away from a day job and then command a salary and still pay a mortgage and gas in your car and food on your table and kids in school like that it just it's too much you have no matter what Kevin O'Leary says or Mark Cuban says as they're riding around in their lear jets walking away from your day job isn't an option and you have to find the time in the day and that's what we're doing we're going home after our day jobs and we are working our butts off to to get this business off the ground and once the money comes in it's going pretty much right to marketing And anything else that comes up, trade shows have have proven to be very successful for us. So we're going to continue to do those. There's another one coming up in Niagara Falls, Ontario in June, where it's got some incredible people like the Trailer Park Boys, a lot of the members from that show, The Boys, the Superheroes Have Gone Rogue. So we'd love to connect with those people. So every single penny is going right back into the business, regardless of how many pennies there are to give.
0: Gotcha. That's how it often is at this stage. So I'm not surprised to hear that. Okay. Can you give any piece of advice for entrepreneurs out there or any parting words you want to leave them with? The only advice I can give you
1: right now is, and I can say this with all certainty, even though I've only been an entrepreneur for just a little over a year now, is it can be done. As as a guy who didn't know much about computers, web, websites or anything like that, you know what? It took a whole lot of hard work and a lot of hours to interview the right people. But these are three guys in there have banded together and said, yeah, let's do this. This could be a thing. And we're building as we go. And if you believe it, you can do it. That's the only thing I can say. You hear a lot of Deepak Chopra and Tony Robbins and guys like that saying that same thing. It's not bullcrap. It's legitimate. You just have to believe in yourself. And I think also you have to run before you can walk. So that also falls into that same category was, yes, you can do it if you want to do it. But do not try to to run right out of the gates. It just doesn't work. There is a lot of man hours that have gone into Podstars. And I'm sure there's businesses that have been built that have taken twice or three times the man hours. But it's the hard work that helps you learn. And that helps you walk so that when the gates do open... You don't have a bull with the horns coming right at you. You can pivot with that red flag and you can let that bull go by and you can learn. Aha, I knew that was going to happen. So basically what I, all I want to say is, listen, I'm not a rich man by any means. I work a regular nine to five job, like a regular Joe. And we have built a pretty, pretty incredible website and met some amazing people in the process. So if you believe it, you can do it. I I truly believe that now. and, And the proof is in the pudding.
0: Okay, perfect. And then the last thing I have to ask before I let you go, tell the audience what financial freedom looks like to you. So let's assume this thing blows up. You are able to hire enough people to replace all the functions you do in the business. Your time is now your own. You have all the money coming in you could possibly need to take care of your lifestyle. What are you doing with your days then? How does your time look? You know what? It's not an easy question to answer because my goal
1: right now and my wife's goal is to give the best to our daughters. We have two daughters and we want to give them the world. And we've done a fantastic job. We've done everything we can to do that up until this point. My one daughter is 24, so she doesn't need much more. My hands are pretty much washed up. My financial obligations to her until she's married, right? I just want to make sure that my daughters have every possible avenue to be successful. I can't speak for my two partners. Everyone is different. My goals are my daughters. And if mom and dad can help them financially to get them a little car to get to their nine-to-five job, or to pay for their college or things like that, then that's, my financial freedom is my daughter's success in life. That being said, would I like to buy the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Absolutely. And that's in the cards. Who knows? But uh, yeah, financial freedom for me is is just taking care of my girls. And, and I, I just want my family to be, to never worry about where their next meal is coming from or how much those sneakers are or anything like that. I just, I want to give them everything. So that's my goal.
0: Said like a true father. And I look forward to visiting the soon-to-be Podstars Stadium at Tampa Bay. (laughs) Jay, it's been a blast having you on. For people who want to find out more about Podstars, where can they go to do that?
1: Oh, We're on every social media venue that there is, where we're either at Podstars or at Podstars team. If you find one link, you will find them all. Please follow us on Twitter. Like I said, we do giveaways. And who knows, maybe there's some people who are listening right now who've always wanted to be a podcaster and this is your opportunity to come out of the gates perfectly. Start a podcast, have Ken Shamrock on your site. He's on our site. Book Ken Shamrock for your podcast. Start getting the
0: downloads immediately. Jay, I love it. Thanks so much for taking the time out of your day and joining us. Thank you, Chris. Yeah, absolutely. To everybody listening out there, if you loved it as well, and you haven't subscribed to the podcast yet, what are you waiting for? Please do that, and also leave us one of those five-star reviews. It helps us out a ton and gets the word out to more awesome entrepreneurs. And if you want to come be a guest on the show as well, and you are an entrepreneur like our amazing guy, Jay here is today, we would love the chance to talk to you to do that. You can go to pyfpodcast.com. That's the letters pyfpodcast.com. And we would love to have you on as well. See you all next time. If you've listened this far, chances are you're an entrepreneur looking to become more financially literate and create financial freedom for yourself from your business. The pay yourself first podcast is definitely here to help with that. My goal is to continue to share what I've learned about using your business as the tool to create financial freedom. But let's face it, it would take me years to share with you everything you need to know via these episodes. Creating financial freedom is something that most people never even consider, let alone make a plan for or take action towards. It's something almost no one was taught anything about. Doing it as an entrepreneur is even more challenging, especially without support. So if you're ready to get clear on what financial freedom looks like for you, come up with an action plan and get the support systems and accountability you need, I invite you to consider the Abundantly Infinite Entrepreneur. I created the program to help entrepreneurs just like you get a handle on their personal and business finances and start building confidently towards financial freedom. And it's how you can discover ways to take 10 years off your retirement, add an extra five or six figures to your portfolio, and finally get clear on what numbers you should be tracking in your business and why. Together, we'll gain clarity around your financial goals and what being financially free would actually look like for you. Then we'll put together a customized game plan to get you there and the accountability to see you through. And by the way, you're also going to get all the spreadsheets you need to run your numbers, lifetime access to the materials, including any updates, and entry into our members-only community.